Hello, and welcome to this episode of Esports Connected. I'm your host, Megan Van Patten, and we're here to have a warm welcome to our friends and members from uh, from far away, actually. Every time I talk to you guys, you're in a different place, which is wonderful. Um, welcome to the show, Nadim, and hello. Thank you. Thanks Hi. for having us. Thanks for having us. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here. Um, Halal, a.k.a. Hilber, and Adim, a.k.a. ZimZam101, are the creators of the Valari. They're both gamers to their core. They grew up playing video games since they were old enough to lift a controller. So, so you know, you guys are here to bring your the Valare pillow. I know you're headed over to India to check on your production. You guys are just up to so much. Killer at Kickstarter. Welcome to the show. So many people are wondering about the first gamer pillow. So where should we start? Uh, the beginning, I suppose. <laughs> so um, I've always been someone who likes to be comfortable. Uh, and I've always used a lot of uh, pillows while, you know, sitting on the couch, watching TV, gaming. I'd have a pillow under my arm, under the other arm, on my lap, all around me, basically. Everyone's always made fun of me being surrounded by, uh, by pillows. And uh, so I found myself during uh, one of the dreaded never-ending lockdown periods where I was stuck at home, like most people around the world, uh, in Beirut at the time, uh, playing a lot of gaming and getting aches and pains because, you know, I'm getting on a little bit uh, in age and uh, it's always not, not always comfortable when you're gaming for, you know, long periods of time. And uh, I was always trying to get more comfortable while gaming. And I saw my, uh, my wife's... Uh, the breastfeeding pillow lying on the couch she was pregnant at the time and I thought oh let me see if that can help with you know in terms of shape because it was malleable so I put it you know around me basically and it was still on top of all the other uh, pillows I had and I thought oh that's actually that's a, that's a good idea I like the shape but it I still needed my other pillows so I was like well why not just make one pillow to rule them all and uh, replace these six pillows I have. Because every time I'd get up with the six pillows, you've got to take them off, put them back on yeah. when you sit down. It's annoying and it affects your gaming experience. You know, you want to be in and out as quickly as you can when you get up to get a glass of water or go to the toilet, whatever it is. So uh, that's where the idea was born. I thought, you know, let me have a pillow that has this kind of shape, but that's the right proportion and the right size with the right amount of uh, give and the right amount of... Uh, uh, softness and firmness at the same time and that would be really comfortable to the arm on the arms and that would also look really good and uh, so that's where yeah that's where the idea was born yeah so first you made it for your own comfort for your own gaming uh, absolutely sure. I was literally just thinking about myself at the time that's amazing that's amazing now how did you get involved Talal so once Nadim thought of the idea, uh, he gave me a call. So my background is in startups. So I've had quite a few startups um, in my time. So I think he wanted to bounce the idea off of me, get an idea, you know, see what I thought about it, see if I thought it was a product that would um, that we could take to market. Um, so he gave me a call. He pitched the idea to me. Initially, I was 
intrigued, but not sold on it straight away, just because it's one of yeah. those things where until you try it, it's a bit hard to understand how much of a difference it could make. So uh, the, the first thing I said was let's, you know, make a prototype. So um, we got together, we came up with a few different ideas of how to best um, put the, the perfect pillow together. We tried a few different uh, fillings. We tried some different fabric. We tried a few different variations of the size and the shape. And we ended up with um, close to what we have now, but what we started with initially was filled with um, those uh, little beads, like uh, like a, uh, a bean bag. Yeah, right? like the airport pillow, like when you buy, but, yeah, but those like, you can't like, watch. Yeah, but you so can't like, you can't of, throw those in a wash, can you? Uh, I don't think so, no, I don't think so. And the main problem with that is is those, they make sound, right? So what we found was they were reasonably comfortable. So we liked the, uh, the, the comfort it provided, but they're, they're very loud. It makes a lot of sound when you, when you, when you move it and when you're sitting on it and you want to rearrange your position or whatever, they're quite loud. So we ended up switching to what we have now, which is a, a Dacron type filling, which is basically just a polyester fiber. Um, but what's nice about it is it's quite thick and firm. Um, but it's completely silent and it's it, it's relatively light. So, um, you know, we, we, we ended up with a pillow that's thick and firm, but not very heavy, um, which is great. I also like that the material that you guys use, you can throw right into the wash. And um, because I do re I, I, I repurchase a airport pillow often because it's just, they get dirty and gross, you know? So, um, and they don't wash as well. Exciting. And also you, do, you don't want to be gaming and have that annoying sound. Great point. I never even sure, thought that. Absolutely. And, and we ended up making, you know, the, the covers and the pillows separately so that a, they're, they're machine washable. You can stick them in the wash, clean them, but also um, so that people can swap out their covers if they want. So, you know, we sell our, our, our covers separately. So, you know, if, if you get bored of a cover or, you, you know, we're always coming out with new designs. If you see a new design you want to pick up, you can order the cover separately and switch it out and have one as a spare or just to switch them out whenever you want. You know what I love about ergonomics? I love walking past someone and like putting a pillow under their knees or, you know, um, you know, just I... I love like helping people be more comfortable. And then it's like, oh, well, thank you. When, when yeah, we had, I our do office, that too. Yeah. <laughs> I love doing that. When we had our office at, um, here in Chicago, I was, you know, I'd walk past people and I had all sorts of ergonomic supplies in our office from, you know, wrist support to computer stands. And I just, I just love wellness and this is such an exciting product. It's exciting that you guys are first. Tell us about, well, I have two questions, but um, we'll do one at a time. How was TwitchCon? What, what did the gamers, you know, what did the gamers say about the pillow when you got there in person with them? Yeah, TwitchCon was was awesome. It was a great experience because obviously, you know, we weren't sure how people would react to this and we didn't have a booth or anything. So we literally were just walking around 
with you know a Velari around my uh, my shoulder like this, and Hilal was carrying a foldable plastic chair that we got from Target, and uh, we had a videographer following us around as well, and we were literally just stopping people in the middle of the, the convention center, saying, "Hey, have you ever seen a gaming pillow?" They're like, "No, what's that?" We're like, take a seat. Here you go. Stick it on their lap. Give them a Nintendo Switch that we were also carrying around, and just saying, "So, how does that feel?" While the camera's rolling. And the reaction from people was amazing. We got a lot of very positive feedback. People are like, oh, no way. Wow. You know, it's so comfortable. I didn't know I needed this till I tried it. You know, all sorts of great reactions from people, basically, that gave us a lot of uh, uh, validation and, and, you know, positive feeling about the product in general. I love that. You guys are so fun. Um, <laughs> so what kind of... what? What kind of research is behind gaming, ergonomics, the, the lifetime of the gamer, the professional gamer, being, you know, a healthy, healthy posture? I, I, I don't mean to like throw throw a hard uh, question. No, at it's, it's, it's a very good question. So OK, good. Officially, not enough. So that, that, that's that's my answer. So it's something that that's. You know, we looked into a bit when we started um, the Valari just to see what was out there in terms of research that's been done, because we know it's a problem because we feel it ourselves, all our friends feel it. So we know it's an actual problem. I think because gaming and especially professional gaming is so new, it's just not something that has had any budget or money put into proper um, research. So... The, the answer is not enough of it, not enough proper research. It's something that I think we would like to promote more exploration of. It's something that if we can help explore ourselves as a company, I mean, we're, we're already working with um, an esports physio physiotherapist um, company called uh, 1HP, and they work specifically with um, esports and influencers and professional gamers. Um, so they're helping us explore this a bit more. So we've we've been in discussions with them about possibly commissioning a small study to start with to see um, how we can explore that a bit more. And then maybe we can build on that um, as, as we grow as a business to understand the fundamentals of, of like you said, the postural issues that come from, from gaming without a proper... Um, support pillow underneath you propping up your elbows and your uh, your arms that's fantastic um here even some of the gamer chairs you order you know yeah on amazon per se for a hundred dollars they're not comfortable i i went to a store here in chicago and got fitted for my chair and um got this chair they actually even came to my house to make sure I was sitting properly. And you know what? Wow. Well, it was a game. It was a game changer for me. And and when the guy left, he said, "You're gonna watch television in this chair." And I was like, <laughs> "Tell him, that. you know, I'm not gonna like." I lay on my couch to watch television, but the truth is, I get more productive work hours because I'm so comfortable at my desk in my chair. So I'm, I'm a big fan of this product. I can't Absolutely. wait and, and to a, a lot of, sorry to interrupt, but a lot of what, no. we're, we're, what we were trying to achieve with the Valari and, and what we think we've, uh, 
we've, we've been able to achieve is taking that level of comfort and bringing it to your sofa. So what's great about the Valari is that you can replicate a lot of the benefits of a very uh, high-end or expensive gaming chair and bring it to a much more accessible sofa. Um, so I think that's kind of what we're trying to do. It, it does work very well with gaming chairs as well. A lot of our customers do use it with their gaming chair, um, but it also allows you to add that level of comfort and also better posture without necessarily having to invest in a gaming chair as well. So Nadim, there's thinking about things, there's talking about it, and then there's doing it. So you are, you know, the, the prodigy here behind the first gaming pillow in the world and, um, you know, assembling the team. What a success. I, I love hearing stories like yours and sharing stories. What would you tell people, you know, because this is a world, you know, a wide open market that we we haven't even touched the surface. What would you tell people listening that have ideas about you know new innovative products and you know all sorts of um, items that can be used to help your help your gaming uh, life or whatever it may be? Well, um, well, I guess the first thing is I'd have to thank my wife personally because if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have actually done anything about it. Because when I told her about the idea, she said, well, that's a great idea, but have, do something about it. You know, we've all had a million ideas in our lives where we've talked to people about them or whatever. And they're like, oh, yeah, good idea or not a good idea or whatever it is. And then nothing ever doesn't go further than that. Right. And I think also necessity is the mother of invention. So timing is everything. So I happened to be at a time in my life where I wasn't working because of COVID and because, you know, there was uh, nothing happening in real life that I. I ended up being able to give it the time that it needed to experiment and explore this concept that seemed a little bit out there and actually do it properly. Um, but I mean, aside from how, how this came up, like what well, the advice I would give people is to actually follow through on their ideas and see where it takes them, you know, um, and find someone to help you do that because it's a lot more fun doing it with someone than doing it alone. And it's also a lot easier and you get to bounce ideas off each other and you get to spread the workload. And I think anything that you can do collaboratively is, is more fun than, than, than doing something alone. You're much more likely to give up if you're doing something alone. Um, so having Hilal on board really helped in that sense because once the idea turns into something you're actually pursuing together, then neither person is going to let the other give up on it, right? You're just going to, you're going to keep it going. Um, so that's important. And I think one of the biggest advices I'd have based on my past history where I thought I've come up with lots of good ideas and talk to my friends about them uh, is don't listen when people tell you it's a bad idea or it won't work because of X, Y, Z. Like, um, you know, this was a rare case where the first person I talked to, Hillel, was like, okay, it sounds like a good idea. But normally I've spoken to my, you know, peer group about so many ideas where it's like people automatically like go to all the negatives of why you shouldn't do something. It's like their go-to reaction usually when you tell them about some new idea you have because they think they're being clever by kind of poking holes in it, right? And it can be useful to a degree to have, you know, that side of the, the devil's advocate argument telling you why, you know, the, the, the threats and the reasons you shouldn't do something. But I find more often than not, it's just kind of talks you out of it, right? And so 
if you think an idea is good and you've done your own research and, and you think it stands up, then pursue it further before like talking to people about it. Don't just go to people when you've just got the idea because then it's very easy to shoot it down. So, you know, do some research, work on it, see how it could actually, you know, become a reality. What you need to, you know, break it down into all the different steps. So for us, it was, you know, we had to think about prototyping, uh, the materials, the manufacturing, um, and then, you know, how do you launch it and the marketing and all the other side and how to turn something into an actual business, right, from an idea. Um, and you'll just learn so much along the way that even if that idea doesn't turn into a business or, you know, your next idea will have a much higher chance of success because you only really learn things by, by trying and doing. You don't, you don't learn anything by not giving it a go. And it couldn't have been a more challenging time being in Beirut when you got the idea, you know, tell us a yeah. little bit about yeah. that and the evolution of the Kickstarter. And um... so, yeah, I mean, uh, Lebanon was going through a, a very bad economic collapse uh, at the time, which was another reason why I wasn't really working. There wasn't, I, I, I was in real estate before and obviously nothing was happening uh, in, in real estate at the time. No one was going to spend a lot of money buying property when, you know, they lost all their savings in the banks and, you couldn't get money out and but worse than that you know there was no electricity so i'd like i'd be going down to the the person who was producing the first prototype the the seamster so to speak you know he has a little little shop where he's got a sewing machine and materials around the house and i tell him okay you know when can i get this by and he'd be like oh i'm waiting for the electricity i can't do it till then and so you go by like two days later have you got it done no we only got half an hour of electricity today and I had a, a, a backlog, you know, so it's little things like that um, to much bigger things. So like when we did move to a bigger factory, again, things that should take a day or two end up taking five or six days, um, having Zoom calls with people around the world in terms of trying to figure out uh, marketing, manufacturing, Kickstarter process, which we'll talk about more. I'm sure Hilal's got more to say about that as well. Um, like, just dealing with consultants and people and talking to companies about this stuff and, you know, having to work around when, when you're going to have your internet, when you're going to have electricity, when it's the middle of summer and it's, you know, really hot outside and your AC is not working. Um, the stress levels of, you know, losing your savings to what's happening security wise in the country to all these other things. There was, it was just basically a perfect storm of being really like, a, uh, like it's the opposite of a good environment to come up with an idea so you know like if you want to start a tech company you want to be in california right all the everything is there ready for you to tap into all these resources we were kind of working against in the worst place to come up with an idea and to try and make it happen um i guess the only upside is that it kind of focuses the mind as to really wanting to make it successful because you want to get out of that situation and uh you know be able to do something more productive basically in life rather than just wait around hoping for things to get better. And the Kickstarter itself was, was a whole, I mean, that's a whole podcast on its own, to be honest, uh, <laughs> we could touch on it for sure, but that was also very challenging. Um, the, the highlight for me was, was making the the video for it. You know, you got to have a nice video for your Kickstarter and we did a, it took us 14 hours uh, in an apartment uh, again in the summer you can't have the AC on because of the sound. Also, the electricity kept cutting. Uh, things kept happening throughout the day to like make the process a nightmare. 
we're like sweating beads and then just before you shoot you gotta like get a roll off of the towel and pretend to be energized like you know 14 hours later um so that that was that was fun uh in some ways i mean it, it was fun afterwards but it was quite a challenge so there are a lot of different challenges like that and probably a lot of things i'm forgetting as well uh, but the kickstarter itself uh once we launched it um was interesting so i don't know maybe hilal wants to talk more about the kickstarter process itself yeah yeah for sure so um we did the kickstarter basically the goal with kickstarter was to to prove the concept you know we had an idea we had a, a a prototype that we had made but you know we didn't necessarily want to go and invest tens of thousands of dollars into you know a big production run without knowing that we had a market to sell to um you know we thought it was a good idea we had sent out um, a bunch of prototypes to our friends and family they thought it was a good idea but at the end of the day till you put it out in the market you don't really know so we thought kickstarter would be a great way for us to test out the market understand what our customers liking about it what are they not liking about it what's the feedback we're getting on it um, and from there we'd go into producing the pillow and uh, doing all of that so we, we set up our Kickstarter. Um, it, there were definitely challenges, but I think ultimately uh, it was successful. We hit our goal and surpassed it by quite a, a large margin. So our, our official goal was $10,000, um, but probably internally we were hoping for twenty dollars or $30,000. Uh, and we actually ended up with $100,000. So... We ended up doing extremely well, far better than we had um, anticipated. So in that sense, it was hugely successful. But I think the timing of when we did it brought up a couple of really big challenges. So obviously with Kickstarter, what you're doing is you're essentially allowing people to pre-order a product that hasn't been created yet. So when you set up your pricing, when you set up your uh, costings, you're doing it all based on future future sales, right? So you're saying, I'm going to sell you this product now. I'm going to deliver it in four to six months time. The challenge we faced is because we did it in the middle of lockdown, we had priced things uh, based on, let's say, for example, shipping. But because of all the chaos in China with the lockdown, shipping prices went through the roof. So by the time we actually came to shipping the products to our customers, our shipping went from what we thought was supposed to be $2 per product to $6 per product. You know, So that's three times what we had budgeted for. So that was obviously a huge challenge and a bunch of other really big challenges that, that we faced in Kickstarter. But it was a great learning experience. We definitely proved the concept um, and we ended up with a product that we're very, very happy with. And you have really revolutionized gaming with your pillow. So your tagline is take the pain out of the game. How'd you guys come up with that? It just felt right. That was exactly what it does, right? It takes the pain out of the game. And a lot of people told us, oh, you shouldn't use a negative tagline. You know, you should always, you know, these marketing people talking about how like you should always keep it positive. And, you know, it's like, no, but it, it, it does take the pain out of the game. So we stuck to it. I think it's doing all right so far. We'll see. 
if we if we keep that tagline moving forward but yeah it was so you guys have this great pillow. Everyone should, you, you know, should use one. I mean, I'm going to get one even for my days for everything that I'm doing when I'm not gaming, just ergonomic and comfort. I, I have some, some, I'm sitting on an ergonomic uh, pillow on top of my ergonomic chair. I, I can't right. wait to try it. Do you guys have more products that you're going to be developing? I mean, I, I just don't see the two of you being the one hit wonder, even though this is such a hit. What else is in the pipe? Are you allowed to talk about what, what you're? I mean, uh, yeah, sure. I hope so. I mean, we don't have, we have, we have a lot of things we're thinking about, but we don't have anything we're ready to talk to about yet. Um, what we do have is accessories that we're going to start releasing for the pillow itself. Some based on feedback from customers, others from, you know, our own kind of, use cases. Um, uh, so for example, when we first came up with the idea, these the clip at the back, uh, I don't know if you can see, I should have, yes. un, I've got a, uh, a blur on my screen, which I realize is detrimental to what I'm trying to do now. But this was designed just so that you could twist and clip your pillow. Yeah. So twist and clip, and then it would sit kind of nicely like a, a cushion on, on a couch. Um, but what ended up happening is a lot of our customers like to clip it behind their backs right which is not something we originally designed it for um but obviously you know we can't tell people how to use the pillow they can use it however they want and so a lot of people started emailing us saying you know i'm a little on the larger side i can't clip it behind me my waist is too big can you make an extension uh, clip or a bigger pillow so we're like well we're not going to make a bigger pillow because just you don't really need it even if you're on the bigger side you can use this pillow so we're going to make like an extension clip that you know clips into the clip and then another one. And then we're working on some kind of lumbar support for that as well, so that it can help you sit up a little bit straighter and be a little bit more comfortable as well. Uh, you know, possibly a holder for your mobile phone, uh, another accessory that may be like a, a, a tray that'll sit on top for the, if you want to use your uh, laptop with the, with the, the pillow, it'll, you know, won't heat as much, uh, things like that for now. But eventually, I mean, our aim is to be a full line gaming peripherals company, you know, so with a focus on ergonomics. So the idea would be to make any product in gaming that makes you more comfortable and improves wellness and posture while, while you're, you know, playing. And for now, you know, this product works very well with console, uh, with, uh, sorry, controllers. It doesn't work very well with uh, PC gaming. So maybe our next product will be something for PC gamers. I figured there'd be a lot more and it's really great that you guys found each other and that you're working so well together and growing. Um, where can people find the product and, um, and you guys, what's your travel? Um, what, where, well, I know you're going to India. That's where you produce the pillow and wh what events are scheduled for you for 2023? Uh, that's a great question. So uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to India next week to check out our factory. So we try and do a couple of visits there um, every few months just to make sure everything's going as it should be. Um, and our next event is going to be PAX East, which is the end of March in Boston. Um, so we will be attending that and we'll have a booth. So definitely come check us out if you're there. Um, we'd love to meet you. We'd love to show you our pillow. We'll have a bunch with us that you can try out and pick up and take home with you if you want. 
Um, and you can find us online at uh, thevalari.com. Um, we have a great offer at the moment on for Valentine's Day. So if you buy a legendary pillow, you get a free extra red cover. Um, so we always try and do special offers um, whenever there's a special occasion. Um, and yeah, we're, we're very excited about the, the year ahead. We have lots of great plans. Um, and I'm sure we'll be at lots of other events as well in the US. Uh, we haven't confirmed any others yet, but we're definitely got a few on our radar, um, like E3 and um, a couple of the other ones that, that we're looking at. And definitely you're invited to Esports Next 2023 in Chicago, August yes. 21st and 22nd. That is Help. definitely on our radar. That's amazing. Thank you. We hope to host you. We think you'll absolutely love Chicago right in the center of United States in the Midwest. Um, we call it Sweet Home Chicago and our home is yours. We're so grateful to have you as members and um, I'm so excited to hear the feedback from our members as the orders come through. It's been a pleasure to have Nadim Makarim and Halal Kanfani. How did I do on the names, guys? Good job, good job. Nine out of ten. Yeah, well Nine out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> thank well, you very it, much, Meg. Really appreciate you having us. And thank you for welcoming us so warmly into your organization and, uh, you know, your energy and your enthusiasm for for the work that you do is really appreciated. So thank you. Yeah, It's, it's an honor. Uh, and we're very, oh, uh, thank you. We're, we're very happy and excited to be involved and we can't wait to uh, grow and explore more with the, the organization. And, and that's a wrap. I'm Megan Van Patten, your host of Esports Connected. Take the pain out of the game and get your pillow today at thevalari.com. Thank you again. We'll see you soon. Bye.